Welcome to Machine Learning. Today I'm going to talk about convolution neural nets and uh, pooling. So, one of the big problems with convolution, well, one of the advantages, I guess you could say, of convolution neural nets is the high number of parameters. But that also is a disadvantage because uh, that there's so many parameters they have to be the weights have to be adjusted so one way around this is to reduce the number of parameters um, through pulling and the way that works is that you set up your model uh, using sequential in Keras and then you um, define your kernel and the kernel, again, as we talked about, is um, taking a set of pixels on the uh, image and then reducing that down uh, to a pixel on the kernel. And the kernel size, if it was three pixels by three pixels, would be nine pixels. So, as you're moving across the image, um, you're calculating the number of pixels that you're you're going to convert in convolute. And then the kernel is interesting because once you get that um, defined, it's the kernel is stored in the model.layers portion of the model. And uh, you can then access those layers and you can um, convolute the kernel to a test image. And you can see what the um, convolution neural net is paying attention to like if it's paying attention to the edges or certain characteristics of the image and um, but one way to reduce the number of pick uh, parameters is to use pooling and what pooling does is it takes um, a two by two matrix and it finds the brightest pixel value and then stores that so as you're going across the image you can reduce uh, by pulling you can reduce the number of parameters by 75 percent another way to uh, have more efficiency is to use drop rate and what drop rate does is it removes a part of the network and allows the network to focus on specific sections of the network helps reduce uh, excessive correlation and overfit and so like if you use a drop rate of 0.25 it would ignore 25 percent of the network and you would put that uh, right after you have defined your convolution network so the number of kernels will equal 
the number of nodes in your first convolution layer. And so you can access each one of your layers um, by index. So it'd be layers zero be your first layer convolution, uh, layers um, one would be your second convolution, and then you'd have your flatten and your um, output. And so uh, you can do a summary, model.summary, and that'll show you your whole convolution architecture. Um, we did talk about using the history. So in your model, if you do validation uh, size equals 0.25, then you can do uh, history loss and history val loss. And what you want to do when you're comparing those plots, lines, is to make sure that the loss and val loss are converging together. If they're diverging, that means that you have overfit and uh, you're, you're going to lose accuracy in your generalization. Uh, you can also add batch normalization after each one of your layers. And what batch normalization does is it uh, reduces inputs, variations in the distribution that might be wild distributions. So it puts everything, the mean to zero and the standard deviation to one. So everything is now fitting within a certain uh, range of one standard deviation. And that's uh, really good then the, the network doesn't um, have to, it, it treats everything um, same and you get better accuracy in your recognition. Overall, you know, when you look at convolution neural nets, you know, those, they're a little tricky to get started. Um, and they're definitely difficult to understand why they work. But uh, the visualization helps you understand why they work. Um, and then once you get a network that's recognizing your images, you can save the weights, and then you can load the weights, and, uh, and then you can uh, uh, test it against the uh, test data, and you can test data is in a two-dimensional array and so you can access the uh, images by index in the two-dimensional array and uh, and then do a convolute and grab each one of the kernels so if you had 32 neurons in the first layer that means that you'd have 32 kernels that you would uh, be able to access and convolute against. So there'd be a lot of classification that's going on in those uh, secondary layers. And then your output would be the categories that you have labeled. So you, you take your labels and match that to your images and then um, 
your output would be softmax, meaning multiple output, where you're looking for um, a one hot encode pattern that shows you the selection, which would map to a label. So that's just kind of the nature of convolution neural nets. Uh, they, uh, they hold a lot of information about the image and they train on different features in the image.